Support for Two Beards, Please provided by Turnhall Financial Group. While others see money as a goal, Turnhall Financial Group sees it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Turnhall Financial Group at 262-421-5467 or by emailing Turnhall Financial Group at Thrivent.com. That's T-U-R-N-H-A-L-L Financial Group at Thrivent.com. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to our show, Two Beards, Please. We are two Wisconsin guys with houses full of women. Which sounded better when we were in our 20s. We're both married with two daughters each, and we'll be getting together to talk about life, tell stories, and try to make each other laugh. And hopefully, you too. Hello and welcome to this episode of Two Beards, Please. This is episode number 79. 79. Yes, and now that we're... That's what I got. I was looking back through my past episodes and... I don't have a 77, but I think that's the one I didn't have to, literally didn't have to do anything. Yeah, that was the one that we skipped you all together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is episode (laughs) seventy nine. We just might (laughs) (laughs) after my performance as we started. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So uh, it's been a little while. Uh, we we've yeah. had busy summers between the two of yep. us. Yeah. Uh, you had your daughter go back for her second year of college, and I did. I dropped my oldest Natalie off for her first about a month yep. ago in California. So, yep, and that's going fairly well so far. She um, hasn't uh, shacked up with some pot smoking <laughs> surfing hippie and decided no. to. Live no. on the beach and drop out of school yet? Well, she is going to the beach quite a bit, but that's okay. So she's got a very... Yeah, that's the whole... Why would you... Why, <laughs> that's the whole point of going to school in California. Yeah, 10, 15 minutes from the beach. Yep, yeah, pretty pretty, right. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good life she's living out there. No she's, kidding. You know, she's got it's a like really... Emma. I mean, it's just kind of the same thing, except it's not a beach. Emma goes down to the city in Chicago yeah. all the time. It's yep. the same... You know, why else... We, that's the only reason to go to school there is to... To do that. Yep. I mean, not the only reason, but I mean, the main reason. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's the main reason. Where's right. my bell? Where's your bell? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, you got to hold on. You lost get... the bell? Oh, oh it's right here. I got it. Hey, there we go. Hey. All right. So, um, yeah, Natalie's got a great roommate. Uh, her name's Lily. She's spec- She's great. She's really, really good kid. Um, good. We met her. Uh, we talked with her over FaceTime a couple times or once before we moved her in mm-hmm. uh, and then hung out with her a little bit while we were out there and have talked with her once or twice over FaceTime when we talked Great. to Natalie since. So, yep, she's cool. uh, taking care. They're taking care of each other and seem to be having good. a good time. So, Yeah, Emma's back for her second year, same roommate. They still like each other, so that's cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, they um, got a bigger room this year with, like, windows on two walls apparently so there's like a cross breeze which is a big deal apparently oh, at nice. her college yeah so um she's gone to the city a couple times already uh on monday i actually stole celia out of middle school my youngest daughter and yeah, we drove down that. and took emma out to lunch so that was fun yeah that's cool um so yeah it's been uh it's been a good start to the year for emma and celia as well so we're good to go. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna see Natalie here in about three or four weeks when she comes home for a wedding. A family friend is getting nice. married, so uh, she's gonna come home for that. So cool. we're excited excited to see her then. And yeah, sp- speaking of weddings, we've had a couple people that are close, near and dear to our hearts, get married since we've last talked. We uh, have the first was uh, our friend B from Arbitrary Advice. Yeah, B, yep. B and her boy top, uh, Paco. Taco? taco? No, it's not yeah. Taco, it's Paco. Not Taco, Paco. Yeah. Right. I don't even know his real name, so it's probably a good thing. I don't thing. think he had, I think that might be his real name. It's probably a good thing we didn't do a toast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, whatever your so name is, we Taco, were, Paco, we, whatever. We were invited to that wedding. Unfortunately, we weren't able to make it due to, you know, travel budgets and uh, and everything that we sending both our had. kids to college, right. we were not able to do anything. <laughs> everything that we anymore. Had going on. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, where's the bell? Yeah. Uh, so, but no, they, they they had a really great day, and uh, yep. uh, I've heard from her a couple times since then, and uh, think things are still going very well for them. So, congratulations <laughs> still married, to B. So that's good. Uh, I'm not going to throw her, um, I'm not going to throw her promo in here, but I'm going to say go check out her podcast, Arbitrary Advice. 
Uh, you can find yep. it where all podcasts are podcasted, yep. as well as our uh, Titan Media Collective website, titanmediacollective.com. So the yep. other couple are actually both Titan Media Collective collaborators as well, partners on the streamer side. We've got okay. uh, Kale, I think it's Kale Salad, Kaylee, yep. her name's Kaylee, but Kale Salad and uh, Toy Reaper. They both do streaming uh, video games and whatnot. Did they meet? At, at the Titan Media Collective, I don't think so. They were together before <laughs> oh, that. That would uh, that would have been cool. And this was a wedding we were not invited to. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, Kaylee. So I'm just <laughs> saying, like Nick, Nick needs to figure out how to how to parlay this into some sort of like come join <laughs> our collective and we'll find you a yeah, matchmaker life lifelong spouse <laughs> o- or o- mate okay cupid partner. okay titan yeah <laughs> whatever we have the okay we have titan cupid <laughs> section of the I mean, i'm just saying nick it's it's just an idea it's an you untap- can have it i don't need market. any like yeah. residual income from it you can you can take the idea you're selling the idea short andrew you, you should be saying we should Take a couple points if they're making any money off of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. if if the if the if the collective makes money, we all make money. So. That's true. That is true. Well, congratulations to Kaylee and Toy. Toy. He goes. Toy Reapers is Toy Reaper, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to use real names because I don't know that he goes by real names. But anyway. Uh, and yes. um, B and, B and Paco. Paco, yep. not Taco. <laughs> not Got taco. it. All right, we're good. Any right. other weddings on the horizon we have to prepare for? Mm, not in our Titan Media family, no. Not that I'm aware of anyway. So. I don't think anybody I know is getting married. You got a family wedding. Yeah, we got a uh, one of our, I, I call her my adopted daughter, one of my adopted daughters. This is uh, uh, someone at our church that uh, yeah, yeah. when she came... Uh, we kind of brought her into our family and kind yep. of absorbed her, and uh, you, you know who I'm talking about. I do, now. I do know who you're talking so, about. Yep. yep, that's great. So that's coming up well, in October. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm actually doing the prayer at the wedding, and I nice. told her when she asked me this uh, at the at the meal, I said, "You realize that." You're giving me a microphone, right? And, and all around. Does she want to have a two beards, please? Prayer? Do you want me to just show up for the prayer part and then I? I mean, I'll just come for the meal part if she wants. Uh, I don't think she's got that in her budget. <laughs> no, probably not. I have a really good meal wedding story. So I, t- well, let's save that. Let's do. Let's yeah, do a we'll wedding s- special. We'll, we'll do a wedding point. special. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So um, after this wedding, your family wedding, we'll do a wedding <laughs> recap special. What, what, wedding we'll stories. That'd be yeah. that'd be great because I've got. Yeah. I could probably come up with a whole boatload of those. Oh yeah, I got lots of them, and so, only a few of them involve me in drinking. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I did promise that when I get the microphone, that I won't talk for more than a couple minutes before I do the prayer. So I did say I'd keep it short. Wow, no, nobody, that's impressive. Nobody believes that though. So we'll no, see. No, no, I don't believe it. All right. Do, let's they, get, uh, do you get do, do you are, do you have control over the microphone like turning it on and off? I don't think so. They well, they did ask me to DJ initially, but I said yeah. because I wanted to just enjoy the wedding yeah, be, and enjoy not the wedding, work yeah. it. I I, I yep. kind of bowed out on that, and uh, but yeah, I, I do I do get the microphone for a few minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait to hear what you say. Yeah, I'll You'll see. If, to, uh, I'll need a I'll full take, recap. Yeah, I'll take. Uh, a recorder with us. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's get into our episode. We are talking today since it's September and we're still kind of in that back to school season. Yep. Yep. That we wanted to talk about back to do our, our annual back to school episode. Is it annual? Well, we've done a couple. Of I think we've now. done it before. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've talked about different things. It's an uh, annual tradition now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a ticket. Yeah. Are we yeah. going to get sued for yeah, stealing see? that joke? <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of our, we'll call it either inspirational or influential teachers yep. that we've had in our lives. Yep. So I just want to kind of preface this. Uh, number one, both of our wives are teachers, so we're not bringing them up, even though they are probably the most influential teachers in well, our that's lives. That's the only. Yeah, I, I did prep for this, but that's the only name I wrote down. Right? <laughs> so no, you can't. Kidding. Sorry, you can't use right. Marsha. Right. And the other one that I'm going to 
mention now, but I'm not going to talk about because I've already told a bunch of these stories, is I had my dad yeah. as a teacher yeah. all through high school. In fact, my senior year, I had him for three out of eight classes, <laughs> class periods. So uh, I do tell quite a bit of those stories yeah. in previous episodes. If you want to go back and listen to them, go back and listen to them right now. We'll wait. We'll wait for you. Welcome, Welcome back. back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's okay. go. Ahead, let's go ahead and get started. Why don't you give us, uh, give me your first one, Andrew? Who, who? So I have, I wrote down like four who were very, very influential in like the direction of my life or at a time in my life. Um. So, I, but before I get into those four, I want to say like, I think most of us had probably an influential kindergarten teacher. So I had Mrs. Keitlinger. Okay. And like. You know, everything you learn, you learn in kindergarten type of thing. Um, My kindergarten teacher just turned 100 this year. Really? Yes. She celebrated wow, that's her 100th awesome. birthday. Yeah, we, we, we got notice on one of the alumni boards I'm in. So, yeah. she Cool. Mrs. Schrader turned 100. So, so I, I had kindergarten with her um, where I was, the town I was born in Janesville. And then for first and second grade, we moved away and it was... We moved up very far north, where it's like a whole different world up there. <laughs> yeah, and so the education system's very different. Yep. And so it was a big change from Mrs. Keitlinger's class to that first grade. I don't even remember my first grade teacher's name. Um, and so I just wanted to throw that out there. It's not one of my four, five. I have five um, teachers um, to talk about. So the first one is my fifth grade teacher. Um, her name is Mrs. Newman. Mrs. Newman. And, yep. And it was at Harrison Elementary School in Janesville, fifth grade. And I had, um, just been chosen to go into what they call their gifted and talented program. Yep. So I did like third, third and fourth grade were just my, you know, my neighborhood school. But then I got chosen to go into this gifted and talented program. So remind me later to tell you how I got kicked out of our school's gifted and well, talented program. I got kicked out of mine too. I'll tell you. I'll tell that story. But um, so most kids went in in fourth grade and were in fourth, fifth. So when I so I, this, I'll try not to make this long. When I was in elementary school, elementary school was through sixth grade. Okay. And junior high was seven, eight, and nine. Gotcha. Okay. So we we so, had something different. We had. Elementary school was first through fourth, then middle school was fifth through eighth, and then high school ninth yeah. through twelfth. So, so when I got in, so I, I went in in fifth grade. Most kids went in in fourth grade, and you would stay four, five, and six. So I was in at five and six. Okay. Um, I'm convinced they let me in just to bring the curve down <laughs> so that everybody else could <laughs> seem smarter. But well, well that's debatable still. Um but it was a big transition for me, a big change. And Mrs. Newman was awesome. Like she, you know, was really made me feel part of that class and like really helped me kind of develop social skills because I, all the kids in the class, but me had already known each other since fourth grade. Yeah. And we're in this like special class, right. That sure. was separate from the regular class. And then I kind of came in and fifth grade not knowing anybody I had one friend that was already there um and so she was just great and she the thing i loved about mrs newman was that she wouldn't she didn't take from anybody but she was like the nicest person in the world so like i was notorious for talking in class surprise surprise a shocker yeah and i would always turn around and talk to my friend jason behind me jason trumpy um jason trumpy is the one who um I think I told this story from about my spelling tests where I didn't oh, have yes. any stars. For yeah, spelling. Yep. He you was the one that corrected the spelling gotcha. test, and I split the money with him um, <laughs> for A's and B's. Um, did your mom so, hear that story, by the way? Yeah, she, yeah, she finally did. She hasn't asked for the money back, but I don't think we'd get it out of Jason anymore. But, um, but Mrs. Newman would always be like, Andrew, you have to, you have to turn around. And I, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I would. And finally, one day, she's just like, hey, stand up. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to the principal's office. This, I'm fine. You know, this is where I get kicked out of the gifted and talented program, like three months in. And she's like, stand up. And I'm like, okay. And she said, turn your desk around to face Jason 
and sit back down because I don't want you going home complaining to your mom that your neck and your back hurts because all you do all day is <laughs> turn around and talk to Jason behind you. <laughs> so I stayed like that for probably, I don't know, I don't know if it was the rest of the year <clears throat> we like change seats and stuff, but I stayed turned around in that class for a majority of the class. And back then I thought it was weird and cool, but like what I realize now is I had to pay extra attention because I couldn't see any of the instruction. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason was just like scared out of his mind that he was going to get in trouble. So he didn't talk to me anymore. So I just stood at, I just stared at the back of the class the whole time. Nice. So she was great. She was my fifth grade teacher. Um, so then, as I mentioned, fourth, fifth, and sixth was elementary school, gifted and talented. And then you went on to middle school for the gifted and talented program. And I was re- it was recommended that I may not, maybe shouldn't continue on <laughs> with the gifted and talented program in middle so school. Was so it, was it a separate class altogether, or was it? Yeah, so we had okay. a separate class um, for, like, English and math and science and then a couple of special things, and then we would combine with classes for, like, social studies and art and stuff. But it was mostly a separate class because we were, we were gotcha. doing, like, algebra in fifth grade instead of seventh grade and that kind gotcha. of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so our, our gifted and talented program wasn't a separate class. It was almost extracurricular. Okay. And um, we would – work on other projects like stimulating like we did a school newspaper Mm -hmm. that we were responsible for for taking care of or or running and uh i got booted out because they decided to use the gifted and talented program as a carrot and a stick to get me to pay attention and do better with my homework and assignments, which, ah. you know, having undiagnosed ADHD may yeah, have led right, to yeah. those issues. <laughs> right. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Our my... gift intelligence program was not only a separate class, but we, we went to a different school. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, I had to no, get we bus. I got bus to a whole different school. Gotcha. Okay. So it was one class of kids from all over the city, all the different elementary schools collectively into this one class for fifth, sixth, Fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, essentially. Gotcha. One of my first influential teachers was my third grade teacher. And this is Mrs. D. And I think I've talked about Mrs. D in the past before. Uh, I think I told the story about where I was in her class and I was reading a library book instead of paying attention in class, which yeah, was... That sounds like every day of my, yeah. my educational life. So what happened was it was time for recess and I didn't realize it. I was still engrossed in my book and everybody else got up and left. I didn't notice any of this because I'm you know hyper-focused on my book. And uh, Mrs. D sat there with me and wait was just waiting to see how long it would take me for how me to notice. Yeah. So yeah. five ish, ten minutes into recess, I look up and she uh, apparently the look on my face was just sh- sheer panic right. at that right. point. Yeah. When I realized I was busted, and, and <laughs> I, she was real calm about it. She's like, uh, mm-hmm. "Do you do you want to go join your classmates for recess?" And I nodded oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. ran out yeah. of the room. <laughs> so. That's part of it, but there was another, I don't remember if it was my second grade teacher or my fourth grade teacher, uh, but they were talking, I think it might have been my fourth grade teacher, and she was talking with Mrs. D, and I just, I got these stories like second and third hand from Mm -hmm. either my dad who worked at the school or my mom who had parent-teacher conferences with these folks, Uh, but anyway... um, they were talking and this fourth grade teacher was like, I don't know what to do with Nathan because all he wants to do is sit there and read. What do you do? And Mrs. D says, you just let him read. <laughs> you let him read. It's, it'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. You figure it out. And yeah. I, I, I was fine in the long run. So Mrs. D. Well, so man, that's I, debatable, but yeah. I, <laughs> I, I can attribute my what partially my love of reading and kind of what it brought me throughout my life to Mrs. D. So thank you for encouraging that's awesome. me uh, on that. So, so that right. that actually segues really good into my next one. So this was a high school teacher. I think I think it was sophomore year of high school. 
sophomore or junior year. Marsha would remember. We went to high school together. I can't. I have no recollection of hardly anything. But anyway, <laughs> um, it was Mr. Streed was his name. All right. Ed Streed, Mr. Ed Streed. And he, again, like really engaging with students, which is what makes a good teacher, you know. So, but like the things, the specific things I remember about his class were at the beginning of the year, he made us write a letter to ourselves 10 years from that day. Yeah. And, you know, write down like our favorite music, what we think we're going to be, blah, blah, blah. And then 10 years later, I got that letter in the mail. Like it was, so he you know, sent it. So he sent it 10 years later. That's, I got that letter to my awesome. mom's house. Um, but he he would give us extra credit for every week we would go without TV. And oh. it, you were on the honor system, and you had to keep a journal of how not watching TV changed your routine or changed what you were doing or whatever. Yeah. And for me, it did... Like two things that I, I mean, you know, however many years later, I still do today. Like we, as a family, we don't watch a ton of TV. Like we just, we watch movies and stuff every once in a while, but we just don't watch a ton of TV. And from that, like third, second week of sophomore high school English class, I have kept a journal (laughs) every day, every week. Yeah. My entire life because of, because he made... He gave us extra credit well, to not, journal. Not just a journal. How many journals do you have? Well, I mean, finished <laughs> or like full or unfull. There's lots of, I, I have a lot of journals. Well, you've got like at least six field notes books in your pocket at any given time. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, I got journals for all different <laughs> occasions. I have a journal like for work. I have a journal for my personal stuff. I have like a, right, yeah, but, I mean, I got lots of journals. Anyway, right. I have kept a journal um, since then. And the other thing that he would do would just encourage us to just write whatever. Like, you know, we had to write papers and we had to read, like it was an English class, right? I mean, we had to do that stuff. But he's just like, keep a journal, write whatever you want, write poems, write whatever. And that's when I started, like, I started just writing for myself, right? And started writing out of my own head. And, like, I mean, it, you know, (laughs) it carried obviously all through till today. But um, that was the first time that I had ever done that, and it like as soon as I started doing that, it would just opened up like it's like opening up a, the floodgates for me. It was amazing, um, and so I really credit him as like starting me on that path, um, the path of like loving to read. Like I, you know, I read before that, but it wasn't like. You know, I wasn't like you. I wasn't, like, just always reading a book. I mean, I was reading books, and, I mean, I always liked to read, but it wasn't, like, voracious until I had that class. Gotcha. And, like, really thinking, like, critically reading and writing, and that was a big turning point in my life. So, Mr. Streed. Cool. Craig High School. Yeah, my my next one would be uh, Ms. Shapinsky. And uh, it was a hard, hard Miz. She was very adamant about that. Oh, yeah? MS period uh, or that type of Miz? So, no, she... she, Was it Miss or Miz? No, Miz. She was married. So she was was married for the second time. So apparently she had been at the school for quite some time by the time I got into high school. And she was known... uh, Her... her, (laughs) Her nickname before before we got there was uh, Big Gladder. That was her, that was her nickname. That's not a nickname, Nate. That's not a <laughs> that's nickname. What people, that's what people called her, and she acknowledged it, and she's even said well, that they she- They call her that to her face? I don't know it was to her face, but uh, she had been going through a pretty serious, pretty messy divorce at that point okay. in time. And Whew. She admittedly, she was the one that told us this, that that's what people call it. Okay, I was going to say, like, yeah, so this this is, where are we going with this, Nate? This is getting a little weird for a back-to-school special. Probably should have led with that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, jeez. She she acknowledged that she, because of how she treated students at that point in time, probably deserved that. But she was totally not like that when I had her as a teacher. So she was she was still exacting she was uh very demanding and had high expectations and 
um, meet, basically held you accountable to meet her expectations yeah, or exceed her expectations. Yeah, that's what makes a great teacher, for sure. She, she was the one, I think I told this story where I got called into my dad's office because I wasn't writing this paper. Yeah. And uh, she was sitting <laughs> yeah. there with him, I think, it's, and yeah. I ended up being locked in the practice room. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's going kind of above <laughs> and beyond to, you know, hold you accountable to do the work that she knew you were capable of doing. And I probably learned the most out of her classes. She taught uh, civics and I took a, a social problems class with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she taught, I think, U.S. history and some other, a couple other things. But I think I had her for two or three classes through my high school career. So that's awesome. It was great. Yeah. She was, she was a great teacher. Uh, how she did notes was a little differently. So she'd write out all of like, in retrospect, it was essentially bullet points, but she'd write them in yeah. long format on the board saying, copy all that down and then we're going to talk through it. And then that's awesome. So yeah, it was, it, it was great. Uh, yeah. Great teacher. And uh, unfortunately passed away uh, a few years ago now. Uh, but yeah, she was, she was a special teacher for sure. Great. So my next one is when I got to college, uh, went to university, of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. And, um, I had, a poetry teacher, Susan Fear, F I R E R. I think who's an amazing poet. I think you've mentioned I probably her mentioned before. her before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite poems, full stop, is by Susan Fear. It's called Eating Peaches, I believe. She's got books published. She's, you know, she's great. So you should all check her out. But um, what Susan Fear did was she sort of continued fostering that writing, but like refined it. Right. So she taught me really how to like pay special attention to the words you use when you write, how to like pay special attention to the imagery and the sort of what comes along with those words. And it's not always that sort of surface meaning. Right. And the other thing that she did was she opened me up to a whole world of writers that I would have never even thought about. So I took a lot of, um, poetry class like literature classes and poetry classes with her that revolved around like female writers and a lot of writers from the 50s and 60s and sort of this counterculture type of writing and um just some amazing writers and i would have never been exposed to if i didn't take her class because that's who she loved right and the other the other thing that she did other than just like i mean i took classes with her all what about I was there five years, <laughs> four years of college. <laughs> I took classes with her almost every semester. The one thing that I specifically remember that she did was when I had accept when I was when I knew I was leaving, graduating and leaving Milwaukee, and I was pretty involved in the writing scene and poetry scene in Milwaukee. I knew I was leaving Milwaukee. I gave like a farewell reading. Yeah. Um, a lot of friends came, and then you know the community really supported me. Um, and my parents came and my dad came. And so you got to like, I love my dad, but you got to know my dad. I started Stan undergraduate school. Yeah. Stan, the man to be an architect. And he was like, that's a great <laughs> choice. And I ended up getting degrees in poetry. And he's like, you're now you're unemployable. Way to go, son. <laughs> was this the um, reading? Was this the reading? that was down on the East side somewhere. No, like a bookstore. No. No, that was when I was in grad. The one you were at was when I was in grad school. Okay, That's when I gotcha. came back to Milwaukee. Okay. Um, right. But my dad came to this reading, and I gave this reading, and I had some friends of mine like open for me, and they read too. And and Susan Fear came, which you know was amazing. And um, my dad, I was talking to her, and my dad came up, and I introduced my dad, and and my dad asked, so does he have a future in this? Is he going to make it? Is, and she's like, yeah, you know, she's like, I think, you know, as long as he works hard and I think he's really good and he could make it and he's going to do great in grad school. And like, it was just this like affirmation to my dad who, sure. I mean, my dad supported me, but you know, he's like, you know, he's, his parents were factory workers. Yeah. You know, he went to Vietnam. He enlisted and went to Vietnam. Like he, he didn't want to you support know. you anymore. He wanted you to be able to well, right, be right. on your own, right? Yeah. But like, <laughs> I mean, but it was like, you know, he wanted me to get a job and like get a yeah. career and right. be yeah. successful. But, you know, maybe not be a poet. <laughs> I don't know. Right. You know? So um, it was really this cool affirmation from, you know, somebody who is successful to 
to say to my dad that, you know, yeah, he's really good at this. He can do, he can do this. That was really cool of her to do that. And, you know, it sort of opened up a new channel of communication between me and my dad, just that small act. So that was really cool. Um, she was just a great teacher. She was, she's really supportive of the community and the students and it was really great. So uh, my next one is a guy that I, I'm actually still in contact with over Facebook. And uh, his name is Larry Mansell. And he taught uh, biology in high school. And okay. he, he came to our school, I think it was my sophomore or junior year. And I had him for advanced biology. And I don't remember, I think I may have only taken it for one semester. Uh, maybe I took it for the full year. But uh, I just remember he wasn't that much older than I, I was. I mean, at the time, he was a younger teacher, uh, maybe in his mid to late 20s. I think he might be maybe 10 yeah, years older. Sure. He's me, probably maybe. right out of college. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe this would have been his second job. Maybe, I don't know. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, he was... Uh, he was great in the classroom. He was very receptive to letting us kind of try and experiment with things. We did a lot of like cool dissections and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the cool project that I remember doing was uh, we did uh, habitats. So we each picked oh, yeah. like, you know, like a different uh, habitat, uh, some desert, some, you know, forest, sure. whatever. But, I think we did something with gerbils where we ended up having gerbils in a cage <laughs> and we had one that we would let out and it would try to put it in the exercise ball and let it run through the class. Yeah. Yeah. Well, occasionally it would, it would get out of the ball and it would, I remember one time I was just sprinting around the classroom and of course it's all bedlam all the, there because you've got, right, right. you know, it's 16 like a rat year in your classroom. Yeah, right. right going yeah. out some of the girls are screeching the guys are like yes so then it's you know pell pell trying to catch the the gerbil <laughs> and at one point i had it underneath the table underneath one of the tables and i'm like okay do i want the fun to end now or do i let this sucker go yeah. and keep the yeah. party going so of you course let it go, i let it go yes <laughs> of course you did <laughs> <laughs> yes of course so that was the the fun thing that I remember. But one of the things that uh, how he was influential, uh, he ended up becoming the principal. Uh, oh, really? Down down the road at the school. Yeah, this was well after I had been there. But mm -hmm. during the time that I was there, he started bringing alumni back to the school to talk to the students on career paths, college plans, post secondary education, whether it was college or tech school or military or whatever, he had a basically a panel of people that would come and sit on the stage in hmm. the auditorium. And again, at the time, there's probably a dozen or more people that would come back and talk to the, the I think it was juniors and seniors that he brought in mm -hmm. for that. That's and, awesome. Uh, he kept that going. And in fact, where I remember going back, he did it annually. So I remember oh, going really? back a couple times when I was in college or beyond to participate in that alumni that's awesome. panel. So yeah, that's very it was really cool. kind of a cool thing that he did. And like I said, uh, he's, uh, his, his daughter's teaching now. And one of the things he posted recently to her was just kind of congratulating her and wishing her success in her, uh, uh, in this year of teaching. And I said, yeah. uh, or something about, uh, their students are, are, blessed to have her or whatever and i said yeah and who knows maybe at some point the the cool ones will become your facebook friends you know yeah. 30 years yeah. down the road yeah talk about <laughs> you on their podcast yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah so he, it's been he, he made a comment that i should be a stand-up comedian and i said you you clearly haven't listened to my podcast yeah yet, right so. yeah yeah, a sit-down comedian's way have, better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have him listen to this one. I'll tag him in this one. See Perfect. If he, uh, has... My next one is James Reese. This was when I was in uh, the master's program at Miami University in Ohio. And he was really the first professor I met there. I think I've told this story, but when I graduated from UWM, I applied to four grad schools uh, to get my master's degree. And the only one I didn't get into was Miami of Ohio. Um, <laughs> that's also the only one that city where Marsha got a job was in Cincinnati. <laughs> so we moved there and I had nothing to do. So I like drove up to Miami and was like, you know, hey, I live here now. <laughs> you want to you wanna let me into your grad school? 
And um, I'll never forget, like I, you know, James Reese was the first professor I met and suit like just really like over the top, gregarious, fun, amazing person and super instrumental in like getting me into the program. I wouldn't have been able to even be in the program or get the master's degree without him. Um, I remember him saying, okay, well, you know, that's cool. You can audit some classes and then reapply and give me some of your stuff and we'll take a look at it. And, and I gave him a packet of poems and like a week later, he, you know, said, Hey, come on in, stop by my office after class and we can talk about your stuff. And I walk in and just red marks all over this packet. And I was like, <laughs> Oh geez. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, you got a little work to do or whatever. And I said, yeah, you know, I just, I mean, I live here now. I really want to go to school here. Like, what do I got to do to get in this program? And he looked at me straight in the face and he's like, well, you have to write better poetry. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, okay then. So um, it was sort of like that bluntness that kind of shocked me into like, instead of just writing for the sake of writing like i had to think about what i was writing you know craft, craft it more than just yeah kind of and like dump it. and take it seriously like take it as a skill instead of just like like you said like a brain dump like i had to work at it it wasn't just yeah. something i did it's something i had to like treat as like work and refine and refine and refine yeah. and refine an um, and he really taught me that yeah yeah an iterative process rather than yeah a one-time right. pass through yeah yeah, and he, I mean, he obviously, you know, as a teacher, gave me all kinds of tips and tricks and that kind of stuff. But like, just as a friend, I mean, he he was really a friend to everybody and really a champion of the students of the, you know, every of the program as long as he was there. But like, he really taught you that, you know, talent is part of you know being successful in the arts, but it's like a minutia part of it. Like to be successful in as an artist or as a creator, as a maker now, you know, that's sort of the buzzword, a creator or maker. Creator, but to be yeah. successful as an artist, you have to work your butt off. Right. Like it is hard and you have to work hard at it. Yeah. And he, and he, he really taught me that, that it was, you know, talent is great. And there are obviously people that are more talented than others, but he's like, I've never gotten a book published based on my talent. He's like, I got a book published based on how many times I revised it and how many people I had helped me and how late night, how many late nights I, you know, stayed up and, you know, anguished over one line or one word. He's like, it's a lot of work and you just have to put in the work if you want to do it. Right. And so I really credit him, obviously, you know, getting a master's degree and having the people I met there and the success from that. But like, he was really the person who was most instrumental in teaching me that it wasn't creating this art wasn't just something fun to do it was like if you want to do it great if you want to do it though you got to work at it yeah so speaking of artists working hard i see that a lot now with our buddies uh zach petrini and yeah. ben harold with yep. some of the things that they're and trying Paige, to do too. Paige, who's on yeah. our show too she just yep. released an album not too long ago yep. uh but zach uh i want to give a little shout out for zach yeah. i ended up running into him in california at his family oh, yeah, at his brother's pizza his place pizza place yeah. yeah his brother and his cousin and met his aunt and uh yeah it was the second time i've been there but yep. i ended up taking jocelyn and lynn with me when we were out there and yeah uh i will always go back there every single time we go yep. out to california for it's sure worth, worth the trip in to see uh, to, to get the food and uh hang out with the family there so so zach actually his new album Rock and roll is dead. Yeah, drops. Soon. Well, we're when End are we month. recording on it, Wednesday? Yeah, it drops Friday. Yeah, I think it drops Friday the thirtieth. So it'll be out by the time Not, this is out. So right. when does yeah. it drop? I thought it dropped on the. 30th. It does the thirtieth. You're right because he's got the drop party that night at one of the local coffee yep. places. Yep. Yep. All right, I've got. So the, Jim. So the and Jim Reese is the only one uh, teacher on my list that I know of, at least that has passed away. Um, so, um, he was just an amazing guy. Uh, I've got two left on my list. Um, okay. And I got one, so that'll work out perfectly. And then I got like some <laughs> honorable mentions or whatever. Yeah. I, I've got maybe ones. an honorable mention myself, but, uh, my, my next one on my list is a woman that I had for a class in college who ended up being my advisor for several years. Um, well, several few years, even after I 
transitioned out of the athletic training program. And uh, this is Lois Mueller is her name. Okay. And she was one of those where uh, she was, again, one of those firm but uh, no-nonsense type people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember having one conversation where she pulled me into her office and said, your grades aren't great. <laughs> and <laughs> You're you a need... moron. You should do something about <laughs> well, that. Well, right, right. So, <laughs> and, yeah, so she, she had, you know, she, she basically called me on the carpet and held me accountable for doing what I was should have been doing. And uh, it, it's what I needed at the time. It wasn't a comfortable conversation for me at all. I'm sure it couldn't have been great for her right. either, but right. uh, I appreciated it and tried to turn some things around and sure. and figure some things out. So, yeah, it was uh, like you said, she was she stuck with the idiot college student just trying to yeah, figure yeah. things out, and I'm sure she had others. But you know, even when I changed programs, um, she's another one who I'm still Facebook friends with. Yeah. So, uh, and I've see, ran into her from time to time, uh, and it's always nice to talk to her. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So the last one on my list is uh, Keith Tuma. He's also uh, at Miami University of Ohio. He, I credit him with, <laughs> you probably won't like him because he's the one that sort of like started this weird writing journey of mine that you don't understand. <laughs> um, but I credit him with like changing my entire perspective on what writing can be. And so um, he really introduced me to a lot of um, different types of poetry and more experimental poetry and sound poetry. A um, couple of my honorable mentions are tied to Keith Tuma. So Chris Cheek and Tom Rayworth were uh, British poets that came over and ran like a one week, we called it a sprint week course at Miami and they were our teachers for one week. And both of them, like it was like one of the most amazing weeks of my life as far as like my writing and my exposure to different writing. Um, and so Keith was the, um, head of my committee um, when I took my uh, exam for my master's degree. He really was instrumental in shaping my writing and also my perspective on writing. And really, op- like, as, as much as, um, like, Susan Fear opened up the doors to, like, different types of writers, and James Reese sort of taught me that if I want to be an artist, I need to work hard. Keith Tuma sort of, like, kicked the gate open as far as like what writing could actually be that it doesn't have to be like this traditional pastoral fit in a box type of writing it can really be anything you want um and so you know he was really instrumental in that and then also very instrumental in like what i don't want to say convincing me but almost like kind of like what susan did but like you know it's okay to do what you're doing affirming you yeah, affirming that it's it's like yeah, you, it's okay to be a little weird sometimes. A lot of the times, it's okay to be a weird, and what you're doing is okay, and, and you you're still gonna lived, work really hard at it, and you're still gonna fail at it a lot, but you've you know it's okay up to that yeah. mantra. Oh yeah, being weird. I've, yeah, I've tried my whole life, um, but he was really very, very, very instrumental in that. And a lot of my friends that came out of that program, um, who I'm still really close with and are still really great writers, like he had the same impact on them. I mean, I'm sure like scores and scores of other kids that have gone through that program so much so that like I I was contacted a couple of years ago by a student. It's probably more like three or four years ago by a student, current student in the program that like checked my thesis out of the library and like wanted to talk about my thesis. And I got to talk to him about writing and he's like, yeah, Keith Tuma. And like we just, you know, so you know, however many years later, he's still doing that same thing for, for students. It's really, really great. So Keith Tuma is definitely one that opened up certain doors to a path that I, you know, successfully or unsuccessfully took in my life, I guess. Gotcha. That's debatable. That's debatable at another another time. But <laughs> right. he was very instrumental in doing that. All right. So my last one is also a college professor, uh, Randy Ferguson. And I don't know if you know him, but I know Marsha does for sure. Yeah, 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 I know. Uh, Randy, well, actually, you probably taught you uh, he because he's still on staff, or he just retired yep. this year. Yep. yep. He, he's been, before you get into your story, he was, a, like, when I first started teaching there, I can't remember how I got connected with him, but... I was really struggling with a couple of things that first year teaching. And, yeah. and I think I used to pass him like in the hall every, 
morning when I was going to a classroom or something, and I kind of knew him, so we would say hi. And then, like, one day I was walking with my head down or whatever, and he's like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm like, man, I'm really struggling with this class. And, like, we just talked for, like, 15, 20 minutes. And, like, again, like, I'm sure what you're going to say, but just super reassuring and, like, hey, man, yeah. it's okay to be frustrated. You can do it. And, like, every time I'd see him in the hall, I'd just, like, you know, hey, thanks, you know. Um, so I do know him for sure. So I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. Yeah, no, he's definitely, like like you said, he's a great guy. I had him for several communications classes uh, while I was there at school, and I, I'll never forget the the first class, interpersonal communication and communicating with different styles of people and different personalities, yeah, right? And how people receive and and give feedback and whatnot. And um, I just remember establishing uh, kind of a friendship with him, and I think we talked about how our friend, my friend Aaron, and I were on the radio. Uh, WCW yeah. at one point, and we actually brought him in. He he actually came in and sat in with us for like forty five minutes and just did an interview and <laughs> like just who shot, does that as a professor? Shot the breeze, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. It just it, like you said, That's very awesome. encouraging and very. Yeah. Uh, the only time that I really made him angry was one time when I wrote a a, a column for the school paper. Uh, I don't know if I talked Uh-oh. about this or not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this because uh, this didn't sit well with him at the time. He was the advisor for student government. Okay, uh, it was called the SGA Student Government yeah, Association. Yeah, still, still is. Yep. And uh, this was they had just enabled some sort of uh, activity fee, and everybody okay. was kind of up in arms about the activity fee, and it didn't really look like student government was doing a whole lot that year as we were getting into this, like, you know, it, they, they weren't real present. Nobody really heard from them. And I wrote a column for the paper of which he was also the advisor for. And at the time, uh, David Letterman was very popular. And I did a, okay. a top, I did a top, yeah, top 10, 10 list, top 10 yeah. list there every week. And one week I decided, uh, I'm going to do, uh, the top 10 things student government's doing with our activity fee. Uh-oh. And I left them all blank. <laughs> so the editor that sounds the, like something I would do. The editor of the paper, <laughs> the editor of the paper was also on student government, and he loved it. He thought it was great. Yeah. And uh, of course, then the, uh, he, uh, Ferguson uh, wrote a, a big rebuttal uh, defending student government a little bit, not you know again, sure. but it's kind of. I look at that moment as a watershed moment for me. It showed kind of the power of media because after that, student government got more vocal, got more more yeah, visible. They, sure. they started for showing sure. kind of what they were awesome. doing and more transparent rather than just kind of Sweet. keeping things behind closed doors. So, again, for, some, for something that was a little bit tongue-in-cheek for me, and I think he took it at that. Yeah, but still for a while. But it was—it's like with any good humor, there's always a little bit of a bite to it, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it was—it uh, was an interesting time, and we got past that. And uh, I actually uh, saw him out at the Highland House a couple months ago. Oh where yeah, he, he was yeah. out with his wife, and I went over and said hi, and we nice. chatted a little bit. So, great guy, great guy. Yeah, for sure. A lot of our stories, and I was thinking about this when you were telling some of your stories, like when the teacher just lets you keep reading, right, instead of going yeah. outside for recess. Yeah. Um, as I look back on that now and as a teacher, a lot of that, too, is just like, man, teachers need to just have a little fun, too. Right. So, like, she's probably just laughing her ass off inside I'm sure. of you. I'm sure. She just was... how fun was it for her to just watch you sit there and read while and then, everybody else left the classroom? I'm sure the look on my face, she was oh, probably trying to hold right, it back. And after right. I left that room, yeah. she was laughing. Oh, man. That probably, made her a whole month, probably. Prob- probably had coffee the next day with everybody else in the oh, yeah. teacher's lounge. She yeah. was you know, kind You'll of You'll never saying, guess what Nate Cox what, did yeah, the other day. Guess what Nathan <laughs> did today. Yeah, exactly. Um. It's just, you know, and, and the other cool thing is about, like, being a teacher, right, so is a lot of those sort of things that my the teachers that I talked about did for me, I try to do for other students, like, obviously be encouraging and stuff, but really um, try to give them some sort of life lesson instead of just the rote lesson that you're 
the class is about, right? So right. I try to really expand my classroom into more, much more than just teaching writing, but I'm, you know, we're sort of teaching community and how to be better human beings and stuff. And yeah. that's the, those are the things that I got from those teachers that really right. changed my life. So I'm uh, trying to carry on the legacy that they gave, you know, it's, it's been really fun. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, yeah. Again, we we had a little bit of a downtime here in the last couple months, but we've been busy in October. Kids, we're gonna, kids make us busy. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna have a planning session here in the next yep. week or two, and then uh, get at it with uh, two episodes we'll head down in October. To, we'll head down to AJ O'Brady's and stuff our face yeah. with chicken and waffles or something. Yeah. Or, or Wisconsin on tap. We can do or that. Wisconsin one too. on tap. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. And uh, we'll come up with all kinds of great topics that we'll then <laughs> never use. <laughs> we'll just fly fly by the seat of our pants like we normally do. Uh, so uh, if you would like to send people our way, uh, yep. please send them over to our website, twobeardsplease.com, yep. uh, where you, you can, can find, find all, links, of, all the links to listen and our social medias. Past episodes, current episodes, social media. So we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok, yep. Um, so you can find us there at twobeardsplease. Um, share us with your friends and force your enemies to listen. Yeah, everybody know, else. Yeah, everybody just, else. Everybody. Everybody deserves <laughs> a little two beards, please, in their life. Um, oh, oh! Before we go, I, I wanted to mention. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture of this too. Um, one of our listeners, uh, his name is PJ, uh, got me um, a couple of challenge tokens, challenge coins. Oh. Really nice. Really, really cool. So cool. Uh, this happened a, a little while ago, and I forgot to mention it on the last show. Uh, but thank you, PJ, for uh, giving those to me. Uh, and I know he's yeah. List- you put them up on social media. Yeah, I've got a picture of them. I'll throw them up on social nice. media uh, here sometime in the near future. So and Krispy Kreme, if you're out there, we're still we're looking still for waiting. Yep. Still looking for sponsors. Still waiting. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Have yep. a good month. We appreciate you listening. Be Have, good to each uh, other. Don't be a d- <laughs> Take care. <laughs> All that other stuff. See ya. Support for Two Beards, Please, provided by Turnhall Financial Group. While others see money as a goal, Turnhall Financial Group sees it as a tool for serving God, family, and community. Find out more by contacting Turnhall Financial Group at 262 421 5467 or by emailing Turnhall Financial Group at Thrivent.com. That's T U R N H A L L Financial Group at Thrivent.com. That was a Titan Cast episode.